0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up, CMOS girlies? Your favorite shit posters are back. It's January 29th. It is 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and Emma and I are here to share you our recent health and wellness thoughts. How's it going over there, Emma? Going good. I kind of have a case of the sniffles.
2: I think I've been outside in damp weather with like not enough layers mm. lately, which is no no bueno. So that is no fun. But I'm really happy because I found coconut colt at grocery store near wow. my apartment, and they have been out of stock at yeah. Whole Foods and like everywhere for the longest of time because coconut cold has blown up. Which good for them. I'm happy for them. But when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, this is meant to be. So I bought some coconut cold and I had my little spoonfuls of it and just it feels good to have that back in my life because i think so many things keep on getting taken away from us because the internet
1: (laughs) is annoying because we're getting popular no i agree i fully forgot coconut cult was a thing i can buy it feels like an ancient artifact that i've not seen physically i've seen it on socials obviously like you said um cottage cheese was my case today i've been waking up so early yesterday girlies i had a long run and unfortunately i didn't finish it like all the way to 17 miles which is whatever but i got home to my apartment i had to city bike home because my legs were just hurting and it was like an achilles flare-up which i've had before and now my entire left leg is like bruised it feels like I was drunk and I fell down three flights of stairs yesterday and I'm genuinely like what the fuck did I do because I was running and I felt good I made it over three bridges I was like feeling great and then yeah yesterday was so sad I couldn't even walk I walked this morning but it hurts and I have a big girl boss week in front of me in relation to running my first run club I have this photo shoot thing I have to be on and now I'm like the runner can't run. What are my fucking odds? So please send a prayer if you hear this. That's my only, uh, real update. Emma, any other updates over there? Um, yeah, I'm sending you prayers. Luckily you're smart when it comes to recovery
2: and I'm happy that this is happening to you now versus maybe like five years ago. Cause I'm sure it would have been like a different story and you would have tried to push through. Yeah. Um, updates yes. on my end. Oh, I found my SINSTA. Well, I didn't find my SINSTA. I like Wait, what logged is into Simsta? my
1: Sorry. Cause we okay, called it SINSTA. So...
2: Okay, so back in Nebraska,
1: we call it Sinsta, so secret Insta. Oh um, see Finsta, we said fake Insta in Minnesota.
2: Yeah. It was like Sinsta because it was like secret and like everyone is on I was gonna say mute, but on private. Yeah, no, um, Finsta. Oh my god. I was
1: yeah, I don't know why. I was like, you know
2: what? I wonder if I remember my password. That's so funny. And so I remembered my password on the first try, which is hilarious. And it just it made me nostalgic, but also so happy to see what younger me was doing and like the stupid shit I was doing. I like back then like obviously high school for everyone people have different experiences but for the most part like I had a very lovely high school experience and just seeing myself like so happy and like so creative back then just made me so happy and I was like wow younger me would be so proud to see where I am now and I was like damn like oh my god my mind is blown no literally Um, same and so then immediately after I looked at all those photos I went on the longest longest evening walk and I just listened to ribs by lord on repeat (laughs) at least like 10 or 12 times
1: and that really just like put me in the zone No, same. I had that moment a few, or no, when I went home, because I used to be really into art in high school. I was in like AP art, like did collages all the time. And I found all these really cute collages in one of my journals that had like my first Glossier sticker ever that I got in 2016. And like rest in peace, Manor Peller, Manor Peller problematic, Leandra problematic. But like back in the day, you know, when I was like consuming that media in 2015 and it was like the cool fashion, I had like cutouts of that. I had cutouts. And it's so strange now in New York that Emma, you and I are grown. And like, like, it's weird being in New York City, which I think we talk about a lot, but in the professional world, like there's people that are 21 that are founders of companies that are also intermingling with people that are 36 and are scaling their like second company. Yeah. So I've very much met a lot of the people that used to be on my Pinterest boards and we're like homies now, which feels very strange to say because I'm like, yeah, the collages like in my bedroom uh, have people that I now know. And I think that's a weird like reflective moment. I also wish I should like try to get into my like Finsta thing because I was not posting anything I pretty much was just like I want to go to New York I want to go to New York and that was about it for me (laughs) but they're very goofy
2: yeah, some of the stuff I was saying in there just so hilarious. And there's also stuff I guess I was posted on there during the pandemic when I was still in college. I like brought it back to life. And that was just like so weird to see what I was doing back in that time. So I think we all just sort of forgot about that time period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, no other crazy, crazy updates on my end. It's just f- the same old stuff.
1: Same old no, nonsense. No, no new routines yet. It's only been a week since we last potted. Yeah, we haven't un- un- uh, uncovered any new routines that have changed our life yet. Um, yeah, I'm sitting in my hyper ice boots. I hope that will help my leg. Um, I'm a big hyper ice stan. If you don't know, they make like recovery technology. So that's been something I've been prioritizing because I'm a big recovery chick. Um, but actually, a new routine for me, like the Queensboro Bridge, I ran over that yesterday for my first time ever. And that's the one that you go over in the New York City Marathon. I think it's about mile 17 or 18. And it's like when everyone starts to feel like shit and notoriously like people who film the New York City Marathon, when they film that part, you'll see people just like puking off the side of it. I'm like awesome. So when I was running up it yesterday, of course, I was like, oh my God, this is like me running the marathon. This is like so much fun. And I'm, I don't know, maybe I'll do the New York City Marathon the fall if I get a bit or something. Who knows? Um, and if I still like running at that point. But when I was running over it, I was like, wow, this is my new favorite thing ever. So I think I might honestly just be running that bridge more just for something new in the routine. That reminds me, remember
2: early pandemic when we biked to Happy Zoe Vegan Bakery over that bridge, and that was the first time we were on that bridge and I think it was like one of the first times we used the e-bikes, e-bikes. and we were like truly yep. felt like it was Mario Kart
1: no I when I was going over it because I had to google like can you walk over the Queensboro bridge because for the marathon they shut off like the car traffic area and that's where you mm-hmm. run over and I was googling it like while I was in Queens I'm like uh can I like run over this bridge and then I'm like wait fuck am I biked over this yeah you can but it was like spooky the the delivery bikers were coming down pretty fast like well I was going up and I was like yeah I could get hit here um, it's kind
2: of a narrow bridge the, yeah. the sides where you bike and walk that's all there remember but yeah what a time
1: what a fucking time well this episode if you've tapped in our lovely listeners um this is about just recent health things you know emma and i have missed the discourse on tiktok we've been consuming it subconsciously but like we haven't chatted about it since like before the holidays and it's always interesting with like what you guys probably get on your for you page what i what emma get because it's all different because some of the stuff that you guys asked about i was like i've genuinely never heard about this before and then i was telling emma like the first thing that came to mind for me was like oh my god we should totally talk about the parasite cleanse and i was like what is that and i'm like oh you did not get those videos for like a week straight so we have a wide swath of topics here that i'm very excited for us to get into yeah,
2: I'm excited for you to enlighten me on the topic of paragard because when you said that I was I had no idea what you were talking about and you were shocked and I was like I don't know, not on my for you page. So, yeah, yeah lots of topics to talk about. Lots um of so yeah, I hope you all enjoy and if there's any other topics you want to hear from us, always let us two girlies know because there is a great chance that we will discuss
1: it. We will love to discuss your your recent intrusive thoughts on the episode of Sema Girlies in the future. So mm-hmm.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: All right, listeners. Let's let's shoot the shit, shall we? Um, first up, we have Paraguard. So This was all over my For You page, not so much anymore, but like maybe around the holidays. I don't know what the first video I saw was, but if you're not on TikTok, if you haven't seen it, I will inform you now. So basically there's a bunch of girlies that have been going on TikTok being like, oh my God, I just did the parasite cleanse and I lost five pounds overnight. This whole video is a trigger. I mean, this whole episode is a trigger warning, just by the way. Like we're talking about a lot of like disordered things on TikTok. So just trigger warning before we get into the episode. Um, I probably should have said that earlier. But basically these girlies were going on like, I did this parasite cleanse and I lost five pounds. Like, here's what the bottle looks like. I got it on Amazon. And basically you ingest this like supplement to deworm yourself. And all of us have parasites because the world is so toxic and the environment is so scary these days. And so then people were like, oh, my God, I'm so influenced. I have to do the parasite cleanse. And then, like, the next person was buying it. The next person was buying it. And suddenly there were all these videos. And then, of course, there are all these, like, dietitians and nutritionists, like, girlies, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why are you, like, doing a parasite cleanse? You live in the United States. Like, you're not you, – you have clean drinking water over there. Like, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, there's this product called Paragard. A lot of people were buying it off of Amazon, which I'm like, why the fuck would you buy something to put in your body on Amazon when you can get, like, toilet paper? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, that's like, you can buy toilet paper. You can buy phone cases. You can buy, like, anything on Amazon. You're going to buy a cleanse. Yikes. Um, and so these people were doing this parasite cleanse because they're like, well, I feel bloated and I think that I have parasites, but people don't know if they have parasites or not. And it's like, once again, all these people that like live in the US, you have access to clean drinking water. It's not like you're living in a place like the global south where maybe you don't have drinking water like access to you that it would make sense that like you could have parasites if the water is contaminated right um turns out this is very unsafe people started to be shitting out the internal organs like they were like oh my god i you know they it was kind of gross these videos were like describing what their shit looked like because people were curious and they're like yeah it was just like like a really like crazy like large size of bile and all these nutritionists were like yeah that was probably like parts of your small intestine you were shitting out like it's not safe it's not like sexy for you to do that little parasite cleanse also parasite cleanses are not tested to see if they work or if they're safe they haven't gone through any sort of FDA review or approval process so it's just you and god just you're just trusting that this parasite cleanse is the right thing so i was just appalled that people were doing these like cleanses on tiktok you know i think most cleanses you see on tiktok are like i'm going to go on a juice cleanse whatever and i'm going to talk get rid of the toxins like we've been used to that like insane language on social media for a long time but to do a parasite cleanse that is like another level of like crazy stuff on that app
2: yeah i'm happy this was not on my for you page on tiktok this stuff obviously extreme but it's so frustrating when this type of super duper hippie stuff becomes so viral because it just makes the entire wellness industry look bad shit insane And yeah, if you were a regular Joe from Minnesota and you saw this type of stuff, you'd be like, oh my God, this wellness stuff is so insane. These people are crazy. And so it just totally discredits the rest of the industry at large. And I think we might touch on a little bit how heroin cheek is coming back and all that jazz. And I totally feel that more and more things like this are going to become more mainstream for people to quickly lose weight, which is like disgusting. I think to the entire conversation about bloating the fact that that is still going on on tiktok blows my mind but also i'm not surprised and people are just so desperate and just want quick fixes and it's like no sweetie maybe just drink some water and actually eat a vegetable and not just a bunch of protein bars and maybe your digestion will be a little bit better but yeah Yeah. this is concerning i feel like i've seen parasite cleanse powders at an unnamed health store
1: before. Yeah. I've seen them there too.
2: Yeah. 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 I just would never do that. I sometimes magnesium spooks me out whenever I take the call magnesium and you take a little too much and you just like shit like crazy. So I can't even imagine what I think there's obviously like
1: so many misnomers about like quote weight loss and like what healthy weight loss is. And like, that is just like a total gray area on social media. And I think since there is such a gray area. It leaves opportunity for people to come on with crazy shit. Like oh, I lost all this weight. And then if you go to a doctor, they're like, well, you probably lost water weight. Like you did not lose visceral fat. You didn't actually do anything like, or you maybe lost muscle mass and that means your metabolism is going to slow down. So it's not going to be weight loss in the long term. And that's why like, I, I just hate any sort of these like cleanses and stuff, because if you are approaching weight loss, like let's say your doctor or someone that you, or you want to lose weight, like that's totally fine. Like good for you. I'm not saying you can never have a desire to lose weight at some point in your life, but a parasite cleanse is like not the way to do it. And of course everyone, that was doing the parasite cleanse was a woman that was affluent that was thin that did not need to do this thing and then once again promoting it to their social media without any sort of like validation for like why they are doing it no one was like oh i went to my doctor and i was in this country and they suspect that i have a parasite cleanse it was just like i feel bloated so i'm gonna go to the extreme and do this parasite cleanse i mean it's sad i think a lot of consumerism and wellness is sad because people are so it's probably such a low that they trust anything You know, Mm -hmm. people trust the Bloom Nutrition, which I went on a rant about this past week, like kind of at the same point you made, Emma, about how it dilutes the credibility of any sort of wellness thing when something like bloom pops up. And I think it's just sad because it's like a lot of people feel like they can't trust doctors. They can't trust holistic remedies. And they're just like left to fend for themselves because of like governmental collapse, social safety nets falling apart that it's like, okay, I can't, I can't trust the food system, but I also can't trust these people. So I'm just going to do a parasite cleanse, but I'll talk more about that later. Once we talk about um, kind of the rise of the carnivore diet too, because there's some cross sections. So Yeah. The next point is kombucha and dental health. So this actually never came up on my TikTok, but a few people said it came up. Did it come up on yours, Emma?
2: No, this didn't come up on mine, but I have been seeing other dental
1: related stuff, which we can get into
2: after this. Yeah,
1: you can chat about that. So the main thing about kombucha and dental health, I have not seen it. Um, My, you know, my first gut reaction before I did some research into this was like, oh, I'm going to guess because kombucha has sugar. And so people are going to say it's rotting your teeth and the whole debate about like sugar is sugar is sugar. Like, it's just like eating Halloween candy if you're getting this much sugar. It's kind of like the same people that say fruit is bad and demonize fruit because it has sugar in it whatever. So the the more like realistic idea behind what people are saying, kombucha can have issues with your teeth is because fermented tea can stain your teeth. And also kombucha is more acidic than water. So the pH levels of most kombucha drinks range from 2.5 to 3.5. And if you don't know anything about like high school chemistry, the lower the number, the more acidic it is and white is around 2.4. So you're getting pretty close to like just drinking straight vinegar for your teeth with kombucha. And so that's why doctors have said, kind of said, like when you finish your drink, what you could do, if you're worried about it is you could rinse your mouth out with filtered water um and you could brush your teeth after drinking kombucha for me that would like make me want to throw up (laughs) like having the taste of like fermented kombucha and then like brushing your teeth right after that. But it's because of this excess sugar sitting on your teeth. And like, if you do look at kombucha, it really can range in the amount of sugar. And I feel like I always try to go for one that doesn't have a shit ton of added sugar in it Um, because that's what makes kombucha, like, quote, taste good is like a little bit of sugar. Otherwise, it is pretty acidic. And most kombuchas can range from like 2 to 30 grams of sugar. And as a reference, like the recommended daily intake of sugar for an entire day for women is 25 and 36 for men. So if you're drinking a lot of kombucha and you're not really looking at the sugar that could lead to an issue so it's just more something to pay attention to label reading maybe when you're drinking kombucha
2: yeah but i also wonder too how much kombucha you'd have to consume to actually have an actual impact on your dental health yeah i'm sure if you're having one or two a week which is probably what most people are doing now you're probably safe but yeah if you're chugging four kombuchas a day well we really need to just have
1: gt scale but i doubt there's any research on that we need to have GT's Dave on the pod because he's probably chugging so much kombucha. He freaks me out. Um, but yeah, kind of
2: touching on dental health too. I've been seeing a lot more oil pulling coming on my for you page, mm, which throwback. is exactly. And I was having a conversation with someone about different oral and dental health trends. And I was like, I don't really see any current trends or any new stuff because everyone just brushes their teeth so there's not really an incentive to try to gen z yeah the, the dental industry because it's just like yeah everyone brushes their teeth versus like supplements people like to show off their supplements because it's like oh i'm better than you because i take a turmeric supplement and you're just drinking plain water
1: yeah um
2: but anyway oil pulling when i've been seeing this on my free page i'm like i thought this was a thing that we were doing in 2015 when like mustaches were the whole yeah, thing and should, yeah. we had the weird vegan cult in california um But yeah, it's kind of coming back. And I sort of, for people who don't know, oil pulling, people do it as like an alternative to using mouthwash and it can improve like gum health and bacteria. Obviously, you know, very little research done. But I think the reason it's probably coming back into fashion is because I think at the end of 2022, I was just seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok about fear mongering about the toxins that are in your cleaning and beauty products. And so I think so many people are so spooked out, like you said, and are so like, helpless and hopeless because there's no no one knows what to trust no one knows what to use and so people are just going to not that oil pulling isn't extreme but are just going to these crazy measures to avoid any type of toxins from their body even though we see and experience environmental toxins on a daily basis yeah um and so i feel that's kind of the reason why it's coming back but yeah that definitely threw me for a major throwback i think i tried oil pulling once and i just hated the sensation of just oil
1: yeah been around
2: in my mouth so I never got into that
1: no I never got into it either I found it really annoying and I would like swallow a chunk of it because I would forget that I was doing it it like was not peaceful or nice for it once again yeah like not not yucking anyone's yum if you love oil pulling, like stay at it, soldier, good for you, but it's not something that I've gotten into. Along with oil pulling, I've seen a rise of tongue scraping. And I honestly, here's another thing about TikTok that is very different from like any prior forms of social media is that I think it becomes really easy. And there's been a trend of de-influencing on the app, which I've loved. And I was honestly gonna do one about like stupid wellness products that you should never buy. And it was gonna be like gummy supplements, like vegan collagen, Mm -hmm. like stuff that is fake, you know? Um, But I think with- specifically with like wellness on TikTok I think people's way to like quote become a wellness creator is to get as many social signifiers as possible it's good I'm gonna get the oil pulling thing and then I'm gonna get the ball of ankle weights and then I'm gonna get this like when people were doing those the reason I hated the wish lists and gift guides is because it was just promoting excess consumerism to people and like yeah I'm an influencer like I push stuff but it's like genuinely stuff that I use and you also don't have to buy it but it's like when it's so many things being like, you need an oil puller, you need this, you need it. I think that is such a rise in this consumerism that we haven't seen before with TikTok. Like I, I, I've i seen so many people get on the fucking tongue scraper train that weren't on it like five years ago, like you're saying, because I think TikTok has made this stuff more accessible and made people feel like I need this stuff a lot more than back then. Okay. You know, what's so funny about the the
2: tongue scraper thing is that I was at Duals Naturals yesterday. And they sell tongue scrapers for I think three or four dollars. And I was like, lol, this is so funny. Cause I'm sure so many girlies on TikTok or on social media have probably spent upwards of thirty to fifty dollars yeah. on some stupid tongue scraper. Yeah. And can't you just like use your toothbrush and just go back and forth in your tongue and clean
1: the bacteria? I'm, I'm assuming that is just as effective. Well, it's like the same thing with like the Stanley water cup. I did not know that shit was $49. Like, <laughs> imagine, you know, like it there's so many things that are making certain habits much more expensive than they need to be that is like annoying and like yeah i have my hyper ice gun i have my hokas which are expensive but once again i am investing in certain things that i have deemed to be quality for a good amount of time it wasn't just like i flopped flopped over because like betty boop influencer number one said i need hokas like i don't know maybe that's me i'm betty but 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 also with like a
2: hyper ice or something like that the thing with like the stanley cup for example is that you're gonna have the same experience no matter what you drink out of versus like a hyper ice gun You're going to get so many more benefits and outcomes from that versus if you just try to fucking massage your ankles with your knuckles. With your
1: hands. (laughs) Yeah, God. But not to say I haven't done that before. I was doing that. I was down bad yesterday. Um, which gets into my next point, and I don't want to once again yuck anyone's yum because I don't know, maybe this has worked for you, but we got asked about like the spiky mats, uh, yoga mats, <laughs> which like I totally understood when like whoever said that in Geneva, like shout out, like I totally got what you're saying. There's a few different spiky mats, so we're gonna get into them. First one is acupuncture yoga mats. So if you Google this, you can get an image of what I'm talking about. But basically, they're like flat yoga mats, and then they have like little spiky balls on them. And more research is obviously needed on these things because they're like a newer invention, and like we haven't done a clinical trial on like. The- efficacy of spiky yoga mats or spiky acupuncture mats but the claims behind them is that it can kind of uh trigger the same release that would happen in an acupuncture session like if you got needles into your back so it can help relieve like lower back pain fatigue muscle tension and stress also like you know another claim that they say with stress relief you also can improve your sleep if you get one of these things so like go at it if that thing's for you. Um, I personally have never seen one out in the wild, like an acupuncture mat, but they seem sick. The second type of mat is what I was thinking about. And my head kind of went to like a red flag territory is like these infrared PEMF mats. So if you search them, they started about a thousand dollars for like a yoga mat with, I'm going to explain it. So it's called like a pulse electromagnetic field therapy. That's like the reasoning behind it basically the quote from this one website i was on is that like pemf grounds you into the earth's magnetic field for a full body reset while infrared's deeply penetrating heat doubles your dose so this mat i was looking at had the pemf like magnetic field charged into this mat somehow and then it also had an infrared like sauna element to it which is mm-hmm. probably why it was that expensive and so, like, the, the claims about what this does for you is it treatments or it treats your, like, acute pain from injuries and your back pain, chronic low back pain specifically. But, like, my logic about, like, the we did a whole episode about, like, EMF stuff. And I feel like that tech is kind of goes off, like, the red flag for me because I'm like, what do you mean? You're, like, going to lay on a mat and the you're going to get a higher vibrational energy from it. Like I always joke about like vibrational energy because I feel like that was like cultural cachet back in like 2015 about like the cat beauty days and like the moon juice like I'm going to drink my my dirt shot and my energy will be a higher vibration. Like once again if that's your vibe like go off, but I don't think there's much efficacy towards any sort of EMF like therapy type thing like this. Yeah, Yeah. no, me neither. I've been seeing a lot of that stuff my TikTok, but
2: but I don't really pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, I would love to be proven wrong. Like, if you found significant, like, I I really have no strong opinions here about, like, just shitting on this for no reason. I just am kind of, like, hesitant to jump on the bandwagon of this. But if you found that it's really worked for you, like, definitely let me know. Because I think, like, infrared saunas and shit work, but I don't know about, like, the EMF stuff, really
2: yeah that is above above my knowledge above grade. Um, okay Do you wanna let's talk about saunas yeah we can talk about saunas too so i guess someone in geneva has been seeing a lot of saunas and hot yoga and basically just asking if heat is necessary and there's been so much on my for you page about the benefits of cold water exposure but i have listened to a lot of tiktoks about benefits of Heat. So the TLDR is that yes, deliberate heat exposure can have health benefits. You don't have to have access to a sauna to experience these type of benefits. You can definitely take like a very hot shower. I think Stephanie on her podcast always talks about how she kind of creates her own DIY sauna in her bathroom. So I'm sure if you listen to any episode about that, she'll give you the, the tea on how to do that. But yes, so Deliberate heat exposure can have health benefits. The main ones are basically cardiovascular health and your general mood. So improved cardiovascular health can be impacted by saunas because heat can trigger some of the mechanisms in your brain and body. As if you were to partake in some sort of physical cardiovascular activity, I went on to Andrew Huberman's website because I was like, "What are the you know requirements to experience these type of benefits?" Because I think a lot of people just think, "Oh, I'm gonna like sit in a sauna for 30 seconds, and I'm gonna hope that like my life is forever changed." So it's typically recommended to sit in a sauna for like five to 20 minutes for two to three times a week if you want to experience some of of the cardiovascular health benefits. And then for your mood, this is the one that I've kind of known more about in terms of like benefits of saunas. And that's the reason why I've been doing cold showers. And it's really because it releases endorphins and dynorphins. So dynorphins, which was a new term for me, actually is what releases a lot of the, the discomfort feelings that you'll experience. So yeah, when you go into a sauna, it's usually uncomfortable. Or even if you go into a cold shower, it's very uncomfortable for the first, I would say, 30 to, 30 to 60 seconds until your body gets a little bit adjusted to the temperature. But then it sets the stage for the endorphins, which is why you feel the sense of um, great mood afterwards. And regular sauna use can also decrease cortisol levels. So if you want to experience these health benefits, um, it's typically recommended for you to be exposed to it for at least an hour total for an entire week, but you can split it up into two two to three sessions so you're not sitting in a sauna. And of course, having access to a sauna is expensive and most people are not going to be able to have any access to that at all. So you can do it in a hot shower. And so I think it's like really important whenever you see these types of new trendy things on the internet that you don't have to go out of your way to spend a lot of money to partake in a lot of wellness practices you can still do it in the comforts of your own home and I wish more and more people would kind of um talk about the ways that you can incorporate wellness routines on a budget because so much of the time it's just a lot of expensive products getting thrown at us because of capitalism
1: yeah, facts. I definitely love the infrared saunas like before bed, like it definitely calms you down. That's kind of like what hot exposure does can help you get a better, a better night of sleep. Um, Like whenever I take a hot bath before bed, I notice that I'm just like a lot drowsier. So maybe oh, that's yeah. something to look into. Because um, yeah, water bills i i realized that the other day that like our water bills are not like we don't have to pay for water uh use that water baby so use that water take a fucking bath uh i love my baths they're so nice next one a quickie that i feel like i saw on tiktok a long time ago was she um it's like a black the reason i've seen it is like it's this like black syrupy liquid it's like a tar like sticky substance that a lot of people have like you know just put into their like morning routines and tiktok um it goes back to like ayurvedic tradition it's been utilized for centuries i feel like the reason people probably jumped onto it, it was kind of like a chlorophyll type thing where it's like supports metabolism digestion so i haven't seen it lately but i think i saw it like after it was a post chlorophyll trend pre i don't know whatever chaos we're in now but that was just one to note about I, and then i feel like i took that supplement i
2: in college perhaps because Goofy. i think it also can help with if I don't mistaken, uh, for female fertility, and I was like, no, oh. I need to like balance
1: my hormones. But well, I looked I don't into take it, and it, it said that it really. Well, I looked into it, and it said that it increases your testosterone a ton. Um, okay, so don't know about that brother (laughs) whoopsies (laughs) but next one is the raw carrot salad and like adrenal cocktails like as we've said i think hormones have been a huge trend on tiktok which is good because i think it's cool that people are now taking care of their hormones but i think that being said there's a lot of opportunity for people just to put on random shit um it's also weird like i've seen so many girls that are selling selling like seed cycling hormonal guide like click the link in bio for 40 dollars, and i can teach you how to balance your hormones like emma and i could easily do that but it's like like what the fuck like no Wait. Okay,
2: you know what blows my mind is that remember again i'm bringing this up again when we had CMOS life i that know and we didn't page, charge, yeah. We charge. a million percent had some sort of hormone balance little we did. thing yeah we should fucking put that on the internet but not charge people
1: i know god literally
2: thank god i'm gonna post the- it i'm gonna post it if i can find it i will post and do the little carousel thing on tiktok for all y'all to have free content. Oh, I still resources. have them. I'll send
1: them to you, girl. I have them all my computer, saved in a Google Drive. So we're good. There we go. Yeah, education. The free C. must really is education. We're just so like socialists in our practices here. <laughs> Anyways. So the raw carrot salad, if you haven't seen it, I actually heard about it from the Red Scare podcast. Yikes. Like Dasha was talking about this shit and I was like, what the fuck? Like I heard about it on TikTok and then I was like, what is this raw carrot salad? And then you Google it and like Dasha comes up. So there's this dude named Ray Pete who's like some holistic nutritionist that like Dasha from the podcast like now uh, like subscribes to, I guess, in her diet. One thing that he has is called like the raw carrot salad since the raw carrot salad has like gone viral on tiktok it has garnered like over 8.6 million views on tiktok of people doing Mm -hmm. it and like i didn't realize that it got blown up on tiktok that much um basically what you do is you grate uh carrots into like a bowl and then you just put like olive oil or coconut oil and like apple cider vinegar and you just eat it like that now, I eat vegetables in like a weird like I can eat some raw veggies. You know, I do that all the fucking time, but I just find it very strange that I would sit with like only carrots that I shredded up. Like I will just take a chunk of a bite into a raw carrot myself versus like dicing it up. And the, the main health claim behind like why you need to eat a raw carrot salad every single fucking day is because it balances balances your estrogen levels. And, like, mm-hmm. the logic behind that is because, like, you're eating so many carrots with, like, the apple cider vinegar that it mixes together. And, like, overall, if you think about it, there might be something because you're eating foods with a lot of fiber. And if you weren't eating that many carrots before doing it, you're going to get a significant more amount of fiber than your diet was, like, the previous day. But it doesn't have to be carrot specifically. And, like, when you are eating a lot of foods that are fiber-rich, like, around your menstrual cycle, your estrogen levels are going to be at your highest. So that's kind of, like, it's one of these things where, like – You might get the benefit, but it's not because the reason you're doing it. Just because you're eating vegetables is probably why it's leading to, like, this balanced estrogen levels. And so, like, yeah, if one thing isn't going to change your life, of course. It's not going to be, like, the parasite cleanse, like, brings you closer to God or, like, this fucking raw carrot salad thing. So if you like carrots and you like eating them like this, like, I guess fucking go off. Like, eat your raw carrot salad. I'm just going to munch on them with some hummus. That's what I'm going to do, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, that feels like a lot of effort. Yeah. eat some carrots, especially because I don't have a fucking food grater. So I don't have any way to chop up my carrots in that, that manner. But yeah, I mean, if this is an easy way for you to ingest vegetables in a fun way, go for it. But like Kate said, eating the carrots is not the reason. It's just because you're eating a vegetable versus something else.
1: Yeah. The next topic we can chat chat about quickly, the rise of almond moms, uh, buckle fat. I was going to say buccal fat, buckle fat Plastic surgery, heroin chic. These are all kind of together. And unfortunately, I think these are just something that are a trend that is here to stay with us on social media, unfortunately. And we talked about that last year, like as soon as we saw the Kardashians get plastic surgery, whether or not you pay attention to the Kardashians or not, they are a huge signifier of where culture leads to. And after we saw that, we started to see a rise of this crazy shit. Now the discourse around almond moms is interesting because I have a meme in the drafts in the semi-Australians drafts about like us trying to unlearn like the crazy detox like diet sh- not detox but diet shit that our moms were all put on in like the 90s and like early 2000s because there was so much back then of like eat a low cholesterol da- diet eat a low fat diet like don't look at olive oil blah blah and our moms were like raised into their like motherhood to pre- put these onto our kids and I feel like that's why there's so many fucking almond moms like on TikTok And I mean, I love the pushback when you see the moms that are like clearly not almond moms and people like post about their moms of like letting them eat cake and brownies and like whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, I can't imagine growing up with a fucking almond mom. My mom is interesting for her own reasons, but we definitely were not like restricted at all in our childhood
2: yeah if anything I think I'm very impressed with my mom's healthy relationship to food and she has never had any issues my dad on the other hand again has his interesting food (laughs) moments but yeah I don't think I'm really happy that I didn't grow up in an environment where my mom was like that especially because being in high school you there's just like such a great chance that you are going to experience some sort of like eating disorder because that's like very prevalent and kind of when it occurs and then having an almond mom on top of that i'm just sure
1: would just destroy you well i think i was exposed to almond moms of like if i became friends with someone and they had an almond mom and i was like what the fuck like your mom is gonna make you eat like trail mix without any peanut like without any m&ms and you're not gonna get any sugar and Mm -hmm. or i would notice it vice versa if i had a friend that had an almond mom and they came over to my house and they're like Wait, you guys have Oreos? Like, my mom doesn't let us eat those. And I was always like, oh my god, that's so sad. Like, eat three. Like, have some Oreos. You know what I mean? Um, with the buccal, buckle, fucking fat shit... Um, that once again, it's only going to be like the wealthy that have access to go get this like strange removal. I personally love my like chubby cheeks. I feel like a round face is beautiful. I just think it's really strange. The extremes people go to with plastic surgery and I'm not like plastic surgery is bad. Like you're catering to the male gaze, whatever. Like I don't get plastic surgery. If you want to get plastic surgery, I personally will never go under the knife because that freaks me out. I barely can get um a shot and not pass out. So I do not think I could get any form of plastic surgery ever. Um, yeah, I don't really have that many things to say about the buckle fat. I was just kind of like, what the fuck are we doing as a society? I mean, I'm
2: not surprised people have been getting plastic surgery for years. And Yeah. yeah, like, don't feel ashamed if you have chubby cheeks. I have chubby cheeks and I'm rolling with it because I also know that our faces won't be this plump when we're in our 30s. And it's nice to see a lot of older people on TikTok be like, you don't need to get the surgery because like, look at me when I was your age and look at me now, like my face has hollowed out a bit. So if you're someone who is self-conscious, just know you might be wishing you had your chubby cheeks when you're 30 or 40.
1: Yeah. Um. Next one. I don't know if you've seen it, but the hatch alarm clock. Negative. Oh my God. Really? So I've seen this on TikTok. I think I got it pushed to me once in an ad, but then I saw a few people just like organically talking about it. It's an alarm clock. Uh, I should look up the price of it. But it's an all-in-one device that combines a smart light, sound machine, sunrise alarm, and meditation. So my sense of the clock is that you set you know like a wake a wind down time, a wake up time and the wind down time like it'll set the light to be like that sort of like reddish orangish color to help you wind down. It c- you can do different things in the app if you like pay for the premium thing, which I don't think you have to have, but it will like turn your phone on do not disturb. It'll re- remind you to start reading. It will like start playing like peaceful sounds like right before you're about to fall asleep. And then it will play sounds throughout the night. So you can choose like brown noise. You can choose white noise. You can like do whatever you want. And then it'll set like a sunrise alarm that is supposed to be like really peaceful. And most people on TikTok I've seen have that have like reviewed the product organically have been like, hey, I've like never been able to fall asleep and like get a good wind down routine. And this like totally helped me. Or like I live in a place Where I don't have access to like getting that, you know, like Andrew Huberman says, go get your sunrise in the morning. Like I don't have that or I have to wake up early for work and like the hatch alarm clock is good for me. My thing about this is like I'm a big like routine when it comes to like wind down and wake up. Right. I have my brown noise on. I have like my eye mask on. I try to do all my things before bed to like help me cool down. And like I don't need my alarm clock. Like I'm just saying like I've democratized that process for me. I have a free brown noise app in my phone. I use my janky iPhone alarm. I like, I just wear like an eye mask, a silk eye mask. I got off an airplane one time over my eyes. Like for me, it doesn't have to be that much more complex to like invest in this type of alarm clock Um, that I was shocked that like, yeah, it has all these features and it's like that expensive and people are buying it. That was like my big like, yeah,
2: my first like reaction is that this just sounds like my phone, right? my, my, My phone has the sunrise app. My phone tells me when I need to wind down. Yeah. I blast the lights in my apartment when I wake up to get some sort of lights. It's still dark out. Um, yeah. I don't know what the price is, but I'm if it you up. are desperate, maybe get it. But I also think you can easily recreate this through free tools and apps on your phone. Yeah, and... this, this
1: alarm clock is $130. Okay. That's crazy to me. Yeah that's crazy i mean like once again i spent i spend my money in certain like areas of like the wellness tech but this is something that i would personally never spend my money on but just
2: get a good magnesium go to bed at a decent time maybe don't be on your phone 30 minutes before you go to bed and you'll be fine
1: yeah maybe. yeah <laughs> Maybe who fucking knows. Um, not discounting it. If once again, if you do have it and it works for you, like would love to hear more about it. But that was just like my first thought on it that I was kind of shocked by it. Yeah. The next thing has been I feel like we've touched on it in some episodes here and there, but we're going to talk about the carnivore diet, liver king, raw milk, all that stuff whole milk, whatever. Um, This has kind of started, I would say, for the past probably half of a year that I've seen a rise in this type of content. If you're not familiar, there's people that are fully eating raw meat and raw organs every single day. They've kind of reverted maybe from like a vegan diet. And now they're like, I want to eat whole milk. I don't want to eat tofu anymore. And they've done a total 180 flip. Um, What's that diagram I'm thinking of when it's like to people on the ends of the political spectrum and you like a horseshoe theory of like people used to be super like i'm going to save the earth environment shit and now they're eating raw liver like it's a full flip um and i think i saw it in like a tiktok trend this past week where there was like that little boy that i don't know know what movie this is from where he like walks up to the screen and then it flips you did one um um the stranger kids guy stranger things kid guy yeah where there was someone made a video and it was like beyond meat on the screen it had like all the alternative milks and cashew cheese and then he snapped and it went to like a full carnivore diet and my thing about carnivore diet is that we have this camp of really weird people in this like horseshoe theory again where they go from being leftists, care about the earth care about the environment and shit and now they're like being sucked into right wing propaganda because there isn't sort of like a leftist solution towards like the issues and so people are just like okay I'm going to go and be like far right wing and like fuck the government I don't believe in government regulation of my food I just want to like go and get the raw milk da, 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 da. so it's a valid like critique that people see like we have poor social safety nets we have poor health health outcomes in this country but the solution they're running towards is like scary and it's kind of weird when you see this language of like the government doesn't care about us and poisons us. But then the solution is like, I'm going to go eat raw liver. Like that's a huge jump to make. And I think it's crazy that I've seen an escalation of so many people making that jump and also like random health and wellness girlies or like vegan YouTubers are now making that jump to like I don't support the government. And then they get into like this anti-COVID thing. And the only way I think we could get out of this in like a a smart, equitable way is if the government starts to subsidize things like fruits and vegetables. If the government you know, ha- creates policy changes towards a more just food system. It's not towards like an, isol- like an isolationist individual thing where you go eat raw meat because you have access to it, like whatever. Um, So that's the kind of scary thing because, yeah, I think that people are jumping because they don't see a clear solution and they're just like, I'm going to go carnivore diet, I guess.
2: Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Okay. To round out this episode, someone wanted us to touch on the Consumer Reports lab about the findings of heavy metals and, oh, yeah, chocolate. and chocolate for people who don't know. So Consumer Lab Reports, they do a lot of testing on consumer products. And they tested, I want to say, about 23 different chocolate bars and found high levels of lead and cadmium in different brands. So a few of the brands that they tested were like Who Kitchen, Hershey's, Trader Joe's, Theo, et cetera. And they found that a lot of these did contain heavy metals. And I actually have the list. And they basically said that eating one ounce of one of these chocolate bars put you at risk at going over the level of exposure to these heavy metals. And I think one thing to note is that heavy metals are found naturally in the soil, but there's been increased levels due to human activity because of like pollution and us just being like terrible, nasty people to the internet or internet, the the Earth. environment. Um, And the reason people are freaking out is because long-term exposure can be dangerous for kids and adults, especially pregnant women, because it can impact different organs, so like your brain, kidney, liver, etc. And I do just want to say that, like, we're, again, exposed to so many toxins on a daily basis, and there's such little that we can do about it. And it sucks that there's no government intervention when it comes to protecting the soil or the environment at large for general public safety and health. And so the people who are going to be able to avoid these certain dark chocolates or to avoid certain heavy metal toxins are those, A, that are privileged enough to have access to these, like, findings or these reports. Like, Consumer Labs is not typically free to like the public to have access to. And for people to like seek out these quote unquote safe chocolates, again, you're just gonna have to have like extra time on your hands to like maybe go to one specific grocery store to get a certain type of chocolate. And there's also just limited testing and labeling. So it places a lot of places consumers really like in the dark when it comes to shopping for certain products. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sucks, but there's nothing that we can really do about it. And that's just the reality that we live in. But for people who are curious, I'll read off the brands that are "quote unquote" safe. What's actually really great is that I think some of these brands you can easily find at a Target or a a, a Walgreens and or a Walmart. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, so, Mass Chocolate, Taza, Ghirardelli. Um, the Ghirardelli 86% cacao and the 72% cacao are safe choices. Ones that are high in cadmium include like Alter Ego, the Pasha brand that uh vegan the vegan one um beyond good lint chocolate and then high in lead includes lily's who trader joe's hershey tony's so something to maybe keep in mind again like i'm not really gonna think twice about the chocolate because i'm only eating a little bit here and there that i don't think it's going to impact me and it's probably like i'm gonna die for my phone regardless yeah i think it's weird
1: that health specifically and like health and wellness like what's the thing to be scared of this week we fixate on really weird things and we don't focus on the fact that all of us have phones glued to us 95% of the time you walk outside and you're getting pollution that's why like any sort of like super isolation individualistic solution to like the discontent you feel with our modern world like you can't cure that you can't like optimize yourself with all your little like tools and gadgets it would come from like community care it would come from legislation for all of us to have a better outcome and it's hard because I feel like people don't think that they have, like, power to act in their community or a lot less, like, in, you know, in um coordinates with our communities than we were years ago. Um, and so I think it's it's kind of scary whenever there's these little things that come up because I'm like, yeah, I don't care enough about my chocolate to, like, do this. Like, it would be so much extra work for me to do. And I'm probably going to die one day. Um, if anyone wants to read a good book about like mortality and like wellness, um, there's a book called Natural Causes. I think I've mentioned it on the pod before. It's by Barbara Enrich. She's one of my favorite authors that touches a lot on health and disparities and social safety nets in the country. And that book talks a lot about how like you gotta be comfortable with the fact we're all gonna die one day. Like you can definitely try to live a healthier life and like prevent sort of like illness and stuff like that, but You're not going to be able to live until you're, like, 300. And, oh, my gosh, I forgot that article of the guy that, like, has changed his biological clock or something like that. And it would cost him, like, $2 million a year to, like, do it. Did you see that at all?
2: No, I didn't.
1: Oh, God. I don't even know. Someone, I think, DM'd us on CMOS girlies about it, too. It was like... um... Oh, wait. I feel like I did see the DM, but I didn't really process it much yeah it yet. it's like some young dude that has started some company to basically hack so he never dies and i'm like that is crazy we're all gonna die like, like you you really want to really want to live that long live forever yeah like that's crazy that's like old. trust me i want to live a long healthy life but i'm not trying to live 250 fucking yeah, I'm years good. i'm good crazy um well i think that's the pod i think that's the trend stuff but thank you girlies for sending your trends it was very fun to see what rabbit holes you're on on tiktok and which ones yeah. we're on And also thank you for everyone
2: who had really positive feedback about our first episode back into the new year. A lot of you guys enjoyed the format. A lot of you all said that it was nice to hear Kate and I excited and positive. And I'm sorry if we were like down bad for a few episodes before we took a break, but we're back, we're rejuvenated, we're happy, we're healthy, so here's
1: to many more positive episodes here's to 2023 yeah i feel like the memes are getting better too like we both had like i mean we were consistently pumping them out but i just feel like you and i have new topics and we have some new i feel like super fans and the memes which is always awesome to see yeah so thank you girlies um we wouldn't be here without you and we will talk to you next week yeah yep bye bye cmos girlies make sure you know you do all the like comment subscribe things too but talk to you tuesday bye